Hey, this is Joe Murata from Our Vantage Point, retro wrestling podcast. But now, live from the studios of the Old Bakery, this is the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. And here's your host, Luke Jennings. wrestling fans and welcome to the studios of the old bakery as we get ready to give you another exciting week here at memphis continental wrestling cast the uk's number one and only memphis wrestling related podcast i am as always your host mr luke jennings wishing you well hoping you are doing okay it's uh, hot and sweaty here in the uk I'm, I'm pretty sure it is out there in the states as well no doubt it is summertime wherever you are listening, unless you're listening in Australia, then it's winter time, and you're probably pretty cold, but most of the uh, most of our listeners are in the Northern Hemisphere. Please do not forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at MemphisCast, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your podcast supplier. We are on all major podcast suppliers, Podcast Addict, Spotify, Google, you name it, we are there. Just search Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. This week we are covering the 27th of June 1981. On last week's show we saw a sacking, a knee dropping injury, a rare sight of the king on TV and we saw all sorts of craziness and the usual awesomeness from Memphis. So without further ado let's head down to ringside to see what Lance and Dave have got for us on this week's episode. This is episode 62 of the UK's number one and only Memphis Wrestling Related podcast. Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Rematch. Yeah, boy. We're going to find out in just a few minutes. Stay right where you are. We'll be back. Ready to go with championship wrestling action for you in just a moment. At Sam Pottinger Ford, we've got the car you've been waiting for, the 1982 EXP. Hi, I'm Trip Pottinger, inviting you to come on in and test drive the most exciting sports car ever to be introduced. And they're on the lot now. Front-wheel drive and gas mileage you've been looking for for years, 46 miles per gallon highway. We're going to sell 30 EXPs this month, and we're taking all deals. So come on in, drive one home. That's Sam Pottinger Ford, Oxmoor Center. Guys, she's still too heavy. What are we going to do? I hate to say it, but we got to unload the, you know what? Leave the throw. Negative. Okay, then some of you got to stay behind. No, no certainly not, not leaving me behind. Four to the wall. I got it. I got it. Yo, I got to hand it to you. So, ladies and gentlemen, we've missed the intro there ever so slightly, but we've got some adverts. We've had an advert for a car that is 46 miles to the gallon. We've had an advert for some beer, and now for TV rental. 
I know we've got high uh, gas prices here in England. I'm pretty sure they're pretty uh, expensive over there in the States as well. I don't know what 46 of a gallon does. My car is a Volvo and it does 54, does 54 of a gallon. So 46 isn't too bad. We've now got an advert for some chewing tobacco. Very nice. Keep it fresher longer. Discover gold, a plug of mild chewing, fresh tasting RJ Gold. RJ Gold, the first mild chewing plug in a pouch. Discover gold. All right, we're ready to go. The first order of business in here is to welcome back Mr. Bill Dundee, the superstar. Billy, good to have you back here, bud. Glad to see you without collars and everything else. I know your neck was injured from the pile driver, and to be honest with you, I'm a little surprised that you're up and around and uh, ready to go. Well, that's I am, too. You know, on Tuesday morning, I got up, couldn't move my neck. I went to the doctor, and he didn't really know what was wrong with me. He said, take two aspirins, go home, and go to bed. I said, man, I can't be taking two aspirins and going to bed. So I wandered off down to chiropractor, and about four visits after him, he loosened it up. There was a jam vertebrae and a pinched nerve. So I'm back in business, I hope. You are. So we'll there find that in Jonesburg tonight, but I think <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Nothing major and severe in terms of it, and I'm tickled to death to hear that because we were a little concerned uh, at the time that it happened with the nightmares, our attention was directed somewhere else, but then reviewing tapes on the thing three times, bang, and I really was concerned about that. Well, I was too, after it took the two of them to do it. Don't let's forget that, and I'm going to get the chance to get back at them. That's another story, though. Hey, Billy, we uh, weren't able to get to you on this. Uh, we traveled around, had kind of an idea that I want to explain to you, and then I want to ask you something about it. We got thinking about that. We've asked the fans from time to time to write in and make suggestions in terms of uh, what kind of a match would they dream up? What would they like to see? And we've gotten great response from the fans. And, of course, uh, promoters uh, every week, they have their dream match because they book what they uh, hope is going to bring in a full house and all of that. But never before have we had the chance to ask wrestlers what if they had an opportunity to have a dream match what kind of a match would they dream up? Now, I've gotten a lot of the guys, and, and I hope that you'll have a chance to see some of them because some of them are very interesting in there. Uh, I haven't had a chance to get you on, uh, on videotape, so right now I want to ask you, what kind of a dream match would Bill Superstar Dundee come up with? You serious? You want, my, what, you want me to tell you right now what I'd like to do? If I, yeah. could, if I could pick the match, I'd do whatever it is. Yeah. Okay, Lance, I'd like to have a no holds barred, no disqualification with Bo Derek. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's not. Well, you are. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. I, I meant something within the in the realm of uh, possibility. What? Uh, let's let's make it within the realm. <laughs> okay. Make it within the realm of possibility. All righty. Let's let me tell you this. Okay. That, this is this is this is what I'd like to do. If I could, if I could go to the promoter and say, book this match. This is yeah. how I like it. A couple of years ago, there was a guy around me and him with a real good tag team. His name was Jerry Lawler. Now, if I could book any match, I'd book Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee against the Southern Tag Team Champion, and you'd have me tag team champion. Jerry Lawler and Bill Dundee, that simple. That's uh, and that well, would be my dream match, Francis. No question, when uh, the Superstar and the King were together, you guys just dominated tag team action everywhere. And uh, so what you'd like to see again is the opportunity for Dundee right. and Lawler to and get And as together. the King would say, I wouldn't want to be Brad Douglas, but we can beat any two guys as around. Jerry Lawler and the Superstar was unbeaten around here, and we could get it before, and we could do it again. And that's my dream match, brother. Okay, Billy, we appreciate okay. it very much. Glad you're feeling better, and I'm glad it wasn't any more serious than it was, and you gotten it all straightened out in there. Bill Superstar Dundee back in action again. Well, 
Let me go on with the uh, with the results of talking to some of the guys about what kind of dream matches they were. We asked the king, as a matter of fact, what he thought about it and what he would like. Uh, Jerry, I know that you know I've been uh, going around asking all the wrestlers a uh, little idea. We've asked the fans, promoters. So we've got uh, Jerry Lawler and Lance sitting on a uh, a park bench in in the studio. Lance is now asking Jerry Lawler what his dream match would be. Dream match would be if you had a match that you wanted to put together. What would it be? I don't even have to think long about that, Lance. <laughs> I think you, probably all the fans, realize the match that I'd like to have. You know, I, I have, it's been uh, about six months now that I've been coming out on TV week after week and saying I'm going to get rid of Jimmy Hart, and I've been trying, and the little snake just seems to stay here somehow. Well, the match, if I could have any match or any kind of stipulation any, on the match that I would like to have would be Hart and myself in the ring with, let me think of four good, maybe with, say, Bill Dundee and Steve Kern and Dutch Mantell and the Dream Machine, all of those four guys on each side of the ring, Hart and I in the ring, and start the match and just fight to the finish, fight till one man can't go any longer, Lance. And every time that little wimp tried to jump out of the ring, either have Dundee or Mantell or Kern or the Dream Machine throw him right back into me. Now, wouldn't that be a dream? Uh. That's the kind of match. That would for you, but it would be the name of one of Jimmy's family, a nightmare for him. Well, that'd be the match that I want. Me and Hart with those four guys around the ring to keep throwing him back to me. No time limit. <laughs> fight no to the Fight till he can't fight anymore. Okay, well, good luck on your dream match, Jerry Lawler. You know, we, uh, we also talked to uh, Dutch Mantell, and I love Dutch's practical standpoint that he had in terms of a dream. So let's take a listen to what the Dutchman said. a little earlier, Dutch. This is kind of fantasy time. And what I really wanted you to think of was if you were going to put together one match for yourself, what would that dream match for Dutch Mantel be? Well, I like money, Lance Russell. I like a lot of money. And my dream match, if I could really have it, you know, but we're dreaming now. This is theoretical. It would be if promoters would guarantee me $1 million for a match, but I think that's a little too much money to add. <laughs> but getting to the serious point, Kevin Sullivan, he's been on my mind 24 hours a day ever since he took that TV title off of me. Mm -hmm. And he's been talking about the South. He's been talking about Mantell's the dog and Lawler's this and Dundee's that. Well, I'm going to save everybody a lot of trouble. My dream match, if I could get it, would be to have Kevin Sullivan by himself in the ring with Hart and Ferris and the Nightmares way in the back, barred from ringside, just me and Kevin Sullivan in the ring, and to prove who is the better man. Now, Sullivan, you've got a big mouth and an even bigger ego, but I would like to prove to the people, but more to you, Sullivan, that I can beat you in a fair match. That would be my dream match. Well, I don't know. The only dream part about it, Dutch, would be if you could keep Hart and all those other guys away from interfering. But maybe someday you can dream about it, and we appreciate your dream, Max. Thank, you, Thank you, Dutch. You know, also, the dream dreams, and uh, during the midst, and you catch them where you can, as I say right here, uh, we wanted to find out what the dream machine thought. Oh, and I feel good, baby. <laughs> nah, I feel good. You baby. know, I'm chucking guys and moving the groove. Look at that. I got 20-inch arms. You know, baby, I'm stuck from barbell blow. You know... In all these promos, Lance is very tanned and not wearing glasses. But when he's in the studio at the commentation station, he's um, wearing glasses, which is really weird. But he just looks really tanned, like he's just come out of the salon. 
He's now talking to Dream Machine about what his dream match would be. Let's have a listen. Now you got one match you want to put together. What would it be? Match you have to be promoted. I'll have a big it. fat check to that's start off with. Okay. All right, and second of all, my dream. You know, I love that word, dream. I love that word. But my dream would be not to have Jimmy Hart because Jerry Lawler wants Jimmy Hart, not to have Kevin Sullivan, not to have nobody but the nightmares. Because, you know, they say the answer to a dream is a nightmare. He's wearing a very ill-fitting mask. It's uh, floral. It's black around the eyes and everything. And then it's uh, floral. Very 1970s uh, wallpaper. And it's very... Uh, the holes are very large. It's barely covering his face. But all these dream matches are like... Their current situation... Look, to me, a dream match would be, say... I would want to... If I was a wrestler, I'd say my dream match would be against Ric Flair. Or Hulk Hogan. All these guys are just going... Yeah, my dream matches with the person who I'm feuding with they don't seem very um, realistic one thing I will say is um, the other day at Monsoon Classic on Twitter posted a a uh, highlight video of a WWF WWF um, I'll just pause this a second he posted a um, highlight video of a WWF Relate Coliseum home video of Rowdy Roddy Piper from like 1985 or whatever and I, t- I retweeted this at Memphis Cast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And I said, what if Piper had gone to Memphis? Like, I'm pretty sure he never went. He went like Portland, Mid-Atlantic, um, and then WWF base, I think. With a few stops probably in between. But he never came, as far as I'm aware, he never came to Memphis. And like, what it would have been like if Rowdy Piper in like 82, 83 would have come to Memphis. Like, the interactions he'd had with Lance... The feuds probably hit because he'd have probably come in as a heel. He'd have had he'd have feuded with Bill Dundee. He would have feuded with Jerry Lawler, both in their prime. Um, they obviously they wrestled each other in 1994, King of the Ring, and it wasn't wasn't well received because both men were in their 40s or whatever. Um, you know, it just wasn't well received. But had they wrestled here, the I think they'd have done really good money, um, and then you could have obviously then turned. Roddy Piper, and then he could have feuded with um, a Jimmy Hart stable or whoever. But, you know, just to think that if Piper had gone to Memphis, it would have been, you know, just money, I think, personally. Um, Before we start as well, um, this is the 27th of June, 1981. Just a quick uh, history tour. Um, A week earlier, on the 21st of June, we crowned a brand new NWA heavyweight champion, Dusty Rhodes, for the second time. Won that uh, £10 of gold, defeating Harley Race in the Omni. Also on that show, we saw Ken Patera defeat Tommy Rich for the Georgia title. We saw Jimmy Snooker defeat Terry Taylor. Blackjack Mulligan and Bruiser Brody went on a no contest. Um, where else did we see in the week? On the 24th of June, we saw one of the biggest shows of the year held by New Japan Pro Wrestling in the Sumo Hall. It was the first time that Abdullah the Butcher had jumped ship. He jumped ship from all Japan and he came on this show and he teamed with Stan Hansen and they defeated Antonio Inoki and Yashiki Yatsu. Also on that card saw... Killer Khan, Tatsumi Fujinami, Black Cat, and many others. And I think that's about it, really, history-wise. 
yeah, that's about it. So let's go back down to Lance and Dave and see if we've got any more uh, dream match prospects. Too long, but I'll tell you one thing. You've been impressive. We are interested in finding out what if you were going to be the promoter and you were going to dream up a match you would like to have, what it would be. Well, first of all, what could you, what would you say is the most dangerous match in this area that I could possibly have? Well, my own personal opinion, Steve, is that a, that a Texas Tornado death match is the most dangerous thing because falls don't count. You just keep going until somebody can't keep going. Well, then that's what I want. Texas Tornado death match, and I want to be in there with Kevin Sullivan because I've come a long way to come to this area. And I've got a lot of new friends in this area like the Dream and... I might have given him a little bit too many vitamins, and I got him buzzing like a wild man, but that's what I'm here for. I'm here to have a Texas Tornado death match with Kevin Sullivan, then. That's my dream. I'll tell you one thing. It doesn't take you long. To, you really got something going against this guy, because you, you, you not only chased him a long way, you want the biggest and toughest match that there is. Well, I came a long way to catch him, and I'm here, and I got a lot of friends here that I think I'm going to catch him. So if uh, he wants to put his name on that dotted line, I'll put mine down there any time if they're going to let me be a promoter and pick my match. Okay. Steve Kern and his dream match. Those are some of the guys, Davey, and uh, the interesting thing. So we're 12 minutes into this, and we haven't had a match. We've I've noticed this a few times about Memphis. Sometimes they'll be like, they'll just go straight into the action. But um, sometimes they also get this, where they just spend the first 15 minutes or so just doing promos and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It varies from week to week. Right now, the next week's championship wrestling, rather than being on Saturday, will be on Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. Championship wrestling next week, Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. That's just for one week only because of the great coverage that Wave TV will have for you of the Wimbledon tennis. Next week, Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. Okay, Tuesday night right there in the Louisville Gardens. Well, the first place, they're going to be tearing it down with an eight-man tag match. No time, no disqualification, but special facts. You've seen some of the dreams already. The winner of that eight-man tag match is going to get his dream to come true. Billy? That's right, Lance, and you're looking at the guy that's going to do it. I just hope I'm lucky enough to win that eight-man tag, and then Jerry Lawler and the superstar is going to be the new Southern Tag Team Champions. Thank you. And Gully, I'll be looking for that right after the old eight-man. One good thing about this match, no time limit, no DQ. That's there right. has to be a winner. And I'm going to say one thing. It's no secret that I want Kevin Sullivan in the worst way, and if I'm lucky enough to win, Kevin Sullivan, I'm coming after you full steam. Mm, you know that everybody's be going full steam in that eight man. And you know, green. baby, I'm gonna be fighting harder than I've ever fought. I'm gonna be sitting on DR dead ready, shucking, jiving, moving, and going. I'm gonna bust somebody's eye. Last time we was up there in eight man tag, it got so wild it was all up in the bleachers, all out in the street. This time, I don't care. We have to get out of the woods and fight and tear each other like dogs. I'm gonna be there fighting as hard to get my dream because I love that word. <laughs> okay, dream man. The King. Lance, I want you to understand and everybody out there to understand that this dream match is going to take place right as soon as that main event's exactly. over Tuesday night. As soon as that eight man's over, it's going to happen. That's right. As much as I'd like for all of my other friends there to get their dream, this is too good an opportunity for me to pass up. I am going to have to beat one of those jerks and get that heart in the ring all by himself. I can't, I can't pass it mm. up, man. Okay. Well, golly, I'll tell you what. It is going to be intense because while the eight-man tag is guaranteed to present lots of fighting, you better believe they're going to be scrapping to see who's going to win and get their dream match. 
I want to... Hey, first, I want to thank you, I think, for letting me come to the First Families Clan meeting oh, here, on, Jimmy. Man. I Don't asked you for Lauder permission. you over here, right? Well, they can't get in the family. You can't get oh, in the family, no. baby. So we are outside in a uh, got a nice picnic table. We've got Lance Russell talking to Jimmy Hart, Wayne Ferris, the Nightmares, and I think Kevin Sullivan. Can't quite see him. They're all in uh, shirts or no shirts. They're in a party mood is the first family. Now Lance mentioned on there that next week's episode is going to be on a Sunday. I think the date I've got on my episode for next week is the 4th. So it's either going to be the 4th or the 5th of July. Um, it doesn't really matter, I guess. But because uh, of Wimbledon. So um, 1981 Wimbledon. I will have to find the results for that. So, um, they're, so they're talking about the dream matches next week in Louisville there's an eight man tag featuring the Nightmares Kevin Sullivan and Wayne Ferris going up against Jerry Lawler Steve Kern the Dream Machine and Bill Dundee the winner of that match will get their dream match 1981 the 1981 final was John McEnroe defeating Bjorn Borg is that the that is the famous you cannot be serious Wimbledon so that is happening next week should probably should have said spoiler alert shouldn't have. spoiler alert John McEnroe wins <laughs> anywho let's see what Wayne Ferris has got to say and that would be with Roy Rogers that young dumb punk that don't need to be in the wrestling business anyway and if there's any way I could get rid of him it would be in a dream match and I would completely get you out of the country out of everything out of the ring out of anything you ever want to be in Roy Rogers because for one thing boy Beautiful, you make me sick I hate your job, baby. Beautiful. all right the Boston battler muscle man Kevin Sullivan uh, if you've got a dream match that you would like to express? First of all, Lance, I'd like to say thank you very much for coming to the first family's outing today. Yeah. I'm glad you loosened up. You know, later on we got somebody coming out of tape for you, but forget about that now. Yeah. You know, I've thought about this a lot, you know. You know, I got a guy here that's been a thorn in my side, Dutch Mantel. I don't have to tell you, because everybody out there and everybody knows here how he's ran for me, how he's hid from me, you know, that shell-shocked idiot. I can't get him to stand I still once. I know, thank you, you, Lance, okay. because you're here on okay. our family grounds. The boys will tell you, isn't he afraid of me? Yeah, <laughs> they, they're unanimous. Yeah, that's scared of death. And you know, as everybody in this area knows, I'm probably the king of the battle royals. So, the king. The king. The king. Jamie, okay. Thank you, James. So I was thinking was this. You know, a battle royal, someone always gets hurt in a battle royal. And I was thinking, I'm not going to sell Dutch Mantel short because I figure he's a tough and worthy opponent. So I thought so that he wouldn't run in a battle royal if I got the toughest men in the country in the ring together. It'd be fair because you know what I want to be, Lance, is I want to be fair. And especially to a guy like Dutch Mantel who doesn't deserve it, I'm going to be a little fair. Well, so my dream would be a battle royal consisting of the shell-shocked idiot himself, Dutch Mantel, as you said, the Boston Battler. And then I'd like to have the pretty boy, Wayne Ferris, in the ring. All right, all right. Hey! All right, all right. I'd like to have Nightmare number one. Yes, yes sir. Yeah. And let's not forget Nightmare number two. We can arrange it. We can arrange yep. it. And the brains of the first family, James Raymond Hart III. All right. All right. And there, 
He wouldn't have a chance to run. He wouldn't have a chance to hide. We and could, that's it? That's it. That's fair square. Mantell against the first family of professional wrestling. Well, you see, it wouldn't be against the first family. Okay. It'd be a battle royal. Hey, It'd be fair. It's your dream. <laughs> Evan Sullivan, this is your dream. Let's get one of the night nightmare number one down here. Let's get him in here and find out from him what his dream is. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Let me talk to him. I'll do the talking. I'll do the talking. Oh. Well, here we go. With the Jimmy Hart fabulous ventriloquism act. He does all the talking for the nightmares and... Uh, so he is getting the translation. Can you translate for us, James? <laughs> I'm going to try to. What have we got in this punch here, man? This is great. I, let me tell you something. All right, this is what my nightmare number one was. <laughs> he wants a handicap match with a dream machine. Very simple, and it works like this. Nightmare number one and nightmare number two against the dream, with one stipulation, of course, that when they beat him, then he'll unmask himself. Yeah. Can you imagine him unmasked, a big, fat, ugly, fat, big pig? Can you believe that? A, a handicapped mask right. with the nightmares against the <laughs> yes, dream. They right. put up their mask. He puts up theirs. Oh, uh, he no, puts no, up wait. his mask. Excuse me, you misunderstood me. You misunder I think you're the one drinking the punch. Listen, their mask is not at stake. His mask is at stake. The dream oh, machine's oh, mask. Oh, oh, That's the stipulation. One, one uh, mask right. at stake. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Isn't that beautiful? Oh, let's get nightmare number two. Are you going to do the translation for nightmare number two? So we are still in this. We are nearly halfway through this, and there's been no wrestling. I don't know if there's going to be any wrestling, if there's just going to be promos. I don't know. But we're still at the uh, first family picnic. Nightmare number two is now going to uh, have his dream match announced. You will not believe what this man just said to me. What is that, good boy? Oh. Lance, he just told me that his dream would be mine. Anything that I want is what this man wants because he loves me. I'm the greatest thing to ever happen in his life. Thank you. Okay, so nightmare number two has no dream. It's a love fest here today, ladies and gentlemen, on the Memphis Wrestling Cast First Family Jimmy Hart Love Fest. What about my dream? Well, like it or not, I'm going to get Jimmy Hart. Because if he gets a dream and he's going to give it to me, then I want my dream. Okay, Jimmy, what would your dream match be? This is my dream. This is my dream, baby. I want to get Jerry Lawler into the ring. I want to get him in a boxing glove match. I want him to have boxing gloves on, baby, because you know in high school, who was the number one professional boxer? Non-professional, but I call myself professional in high school, Jimmy Hart. Who won golden gloves? Jimmy Hart, baby. Come on, tell it like it is. I'd say this is probably in Jerry Jarrett's backyard, maybe, or Lance's backyard, someone's backyard. There's a nice wooden fence around and some trees and things. Obviously, inf infamously, uh, Jerry Jarrett's backyard was used in a few years time for the Kamala promos which we will get to in a couple of years I think a year, a year or two I'm looking forward to a lot of this Memphis stuff there's I see a lot of clips from like the late 80s and early 90s that I'm looking forward to obviously we've got the Andy Kaufman stuff coming up next year um, just so much action you know and we are going to be covering each and every week here ladies and gentlemen we are in for the long haul definitely and uh, hopefully you will be with us supporting us each and every week on all good podcast suppliers don't forget to just search memphis content on the western cast and hit that subscribe button obviously if you're listening please spread the word tell your friends share uh, share the posts share the pictures that we post on instagram and twitter at memphis cast 
don't forget to listen to Friends of the Show, Our Vantage Point, Book of the Territory, Mid-Atlantic Championship Wrestling Podcast, Mid-South Television Review with Brian Last and Mike Mills. All those that we follow and share on Twitter, give them a listen. If you like old school wrestling, like we do. We'll have more on Dreams later on. You know, going to a... <laughs> going to an outing with the first family... Uh, is like uh, sunbathing in poison ivy. The idea is pretty good on the front end of sunbathing, but the results ain't so desirable. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, we didn't get an opportunity to tell them what our dream would be. We'll no, have to talk about it. Right. One day we'll have to come up All with right. a dream match. We're going to be back in the rain. Just a moment. Hello, I'm Lorne Green. You know, for most of us over 65, Medicare is a real help. But there are still a lot of costs that Medicare doesn't cover. For example, did you know that when you went to the hospital, you have to pay the first $200 yourself? $200 right out of your own pocket. And that's only the beginning. Not in the UK. UK, we have free health care. Free health care. National health. No, it's not free. We have to pay taxes, but we don't have to pay when we go to the hospital. Very simply... It takes over where Medicare leaves off in these three ways. First, with secure care, you collect cash for your hospital deductibles that Medicare doesn't pay. Second, you collect cash for hospital expenses for another whole year, if necessary, after Medicare stops. And what's more, you collect cash for your doctor and surgical expenses in or out of the hospital. That's why I hope you'll carry this card for Secure Care 65, right next to your Medicare card. And most important, if you're 65 or over and have Medicare, your acceptance for Secure Care 65 is guaranteed. You can't be turned down. We get a lot of these adverts in England for um, health insurance, not health insurance. Um, Look, if you're over 65, you can pay into a yes, health health insurance. We get a lot of these adverts in the UK on certain channels, and also uh, prepaid funerals as well. It's all very uh, exciting when you get to a certain age, I guess. One eight hundred three two three one seven one seven. That's one eight hundred three two three one seven one seven. Or simply write to Secure Care, Valley Forge, Pennsylvania one nine four nine three. Who writes? Who writes letters? Please, please, I need help. Well, there they are. We're about ready to go. Opening action, and here's Dave. It's one fall, 15-minute time limit match. Total weight, 394 pounds on the right of your screen from Memphis, Tennessee, Pat Hutchinson, and from Memphis, Tennessee, David Price. Going against some total weight of 440 pounds with manager Jimmy Hart. The Nightmares, one fall, 15-minute time limit, referee Jerry Calhoun. Jimmy Hart is ever so slightly taller than the Nightmares. <laughs> so we're here, first match of the afternoon, 26 minutes into the episode, and we are wrestling, baby. The Nightmares going up against Ron Hutchinson and David Price. Pat Hutchinson, I don't know what I said then. Pat Hutchinson starting off for his team. Blue trunks, blue boots. Going up against the Nightmare. Yellow and black tights. Grey mask? Yeah, grey mask. Pat Hutchinson now. 
taken down by the Nightmare. Oh, right hand. We've got a full, full house here in the lovely orange-backed studio. Young, old, males, females, every ethnicity you can think of. We are here for the wrestling, baby. Nightmare number one. Oh, lovely fallen power slam there on Pat Hutchinson. Lovely power slam. He can all of a sudden talk. He's shouting at Pat Hutchinson. A minute ago he couldn't talk, but now he's talking. Pat Hutchinson is taking a, a kicking. and Still ticking. Just... Oh, he's fallen down. Nightmare is dominating Pat Hutchinson here. With some uh, stomping and punching and slamming. There. Telling him to get up. This is Danny Davis and Ken Wayne. Danny Davis, the future co-owner, co-trainer of OVW with uh, one Jim Cornette, who is still a photographer at this time. We are about a year away from Corny turning a manager. I think he turned manager in 1982. And I believe he, he managed the Nightmares, but they were then called the Galaxians, I think. Obviously, we'll find out in a year or so. Nightmare number two now in, also wearing the yellow and black tights, greyish mask. Oh, lovely power slam there by the Nightmare number two. Pat Hutchinson is uh, he's pretty much out on his feet. He falls to his corner and tags. Oh, David Price in red singed up black boots. Barely got through the ropes and got a right hand to the mush off the ropes. Big back body drop. We haven't seen um, the squash matches in a while. We've seen them, but they've, the, the opponents have been a little bit more um, robust and a bit more giving and taking. These guys are just taking nightmares with a flurry of power slams and back body drops. Knocks him down, picks him back up. Whips, no, puts him into the ropes. Big slam there by the nightmare number two. Tags in, nope. Tags in number one. Irish whip by number two. Back elbow by number two. Number one. Oh, with a lovely diving elbow. One, two, and three. Your winners, the Nightmares. and they were totally dominant today, the Nightmares in there after... Uh, Pat Hutchinson got the initial arm drag on nightmare number one. That was it in terms of successful offensive effort from the team of Hutchinson uh, and David Price. They came through. Yeah, okay, we got it. 257, the winners were the nightmares in there. Don't forget, we have that expiration of time Southern Tag Team title match. It'll be coming up a little bit later when Steve Kern, Roy Rogers, Challenge the champions, Kevin Sullivan and Wayne Ferris. All of that right after we take time out for intermission. And we will be back after these messages. Please enjoy. Hey, everybody. This is Mike from Booking the Territory, the unprofessional, classic Southern wrestling podcast. And you are listening to the Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast with Luke Jennings. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You're listening to Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. Stick around, brother, and follow the show at Memphis Cast. Follow me at West Runthin Luke J, brother. Follow friends of the show at Mid Atlantic Pod. 
at OVP Podcast, at Bottom Line Cast, at Extreme Cast, at Booking the Territory, brother. And be sure to hit up some brothers on Patreons, patreon.com backslash booking the territory and patreon.com backslash OVP podcast, brother. Like and subscribe to Mid-South Television Review with Mike Mills and the great Brian Last. What you gonna do, brother, when Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast runs wild on you? Mate, can I ask you a question first of all? Go right ahead. You know the definition of a windjammer? No, I really don't. It's the agonizing screams of a trapped turd. Have you heard of the Mangrate? Yes, I have. You have? Yeah. Do you have a father? <laughs> Mangrate is the perfect gift for this Father's Day. Is he alive? Yeah. Yeah. 100% made in America. If he was dead, it would have been a really bad moment in the commercial. <laughs> Your dad's alive? No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm sorry about your dad. That's fine. Your father's dead. Is your mom still alive? My mom? Yeah. No, she's dead. Jesus Christ, is any of your relatives fucking alive? It's man great. <laughs> they are revolutionizing the way people grill. What, Adam Egan? Is it true? You haven't heard of the revolution? You can put chicken on this or steak? That's not that unique. <laughs> It weighs a lot of pounds. Is that heavy? Again. 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 No more flare-ups? You know, you know when your barbecue has always been flare-ups? Why are you laughing? You're making a mockery out of the man grade. Chicken steak has never tasted so good. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Again, <laughs> this commercial is like a mini-series. Now sit back and enjoy the rest of Memphis Continental Wrestling Cast. All right, the entire Louisville card in just a moment. Thursday night, July 2nd, Muhlenberg County Fair, Central City, Kentucky. You're going to have super action coming off right there. And by golly, I want you to make your plans to be out and see it. Again, don't forget next week for one week only, Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. for championship wrestling. All right, Tuesday night right there in the Louisville Gardens, it opens up with Tojo Yamamoto against Sonny King. Big Plowboy Frazier faces Jim Dalton. Roy Rogers and Coco Ware will be going against Mr. Onita and Masafuchi with Tojo at ringside. An interesting match. Going to be Golden Boy Chick Donovan facing Steve Kern. That'll be some kind of a scrap for a fact. Eight-man tag match. It'll have Sullivan, Ferris, the Nightmares with Hart at ringside going against Lawler, the Dream, Dundee, and Dutch Mantel. Now, the winner of that eight-man tag match immediately following the eight-man tag will get his dream match. Don't miss it Tuesday night. Here comes Johnny Rutherford. Three-time Indy 500 winner. To protect that engine at blazing speed, he runs with Pennzoil. Johnny's wife, Betty, she uses Pennzoil, too. But she uses Pennzoil's regular-priced, gas-saving, multi-weight oil. Pennzoil. For cars like Johnny's and Betty's and yours. Gas-saving Pennzoil. Quality in every extra mile. 
Another beer advert. Strolls beer. Never heard of it. Right next to me is the big man. By the way, Frazier, ask us for uh, just a second or two today, and we're always glad I to grant wanna, it. I just want to clear up something, Lance. Everywhere I've been the last week, everybody's told me and asked me, and I, did Jimmy Hart really beat you in Nashville? I said, no. Yeah, he stood right out here and said it. There well, no Jimmy way. Hart has never beat me. Wayne Ferris hit me in the back of the head with a chair, and he beat me. But Jimmy Hart has never beat me, and Jimmy Hart will never beat me. Well, he's been making a lot of brags all over the entire territory about how he beat the big plowboy. Well, now, he ain't beat me, and he ain't going to ever beat me. And I tell you what, I, I got diamond rings. I got one on now. I got a car. I got a boat. I got a bunch of stuff just to put up if Jimmy Hart thinks he can beat me. He can't beat me. So you're willing to put anything and all of it up, huh? Everything but one thing. I I, I, I won't put up Sylvester. Uh, should I ask about Sylvester? Who, who is Sylvester? Well, Sylvester's my big old rooster. He won in the Neshoba County Fair. And I ain't putting Sylvester up. I'll put my diamond rings up. If it, he, if it takes that to get a match with Jimmy Hart, I'll do it. But I will not put up Sylvester, Lance. Okay, well, Sylvester means more to me than anything I got. It'll be interesting to find out whether Jimmy Hart, who exuded all of the confidence about beating Plowboy, accepts the challenge and is willing to take any part of Plowboy in. in that you know, race. Sylvester's my big old rooster. You know, he won that big old <laughs> county fair down yeah. in Neshoba County. You know, yeah. and I, will, I ain't no way I put him. What the fuck is this shit? Fucking hell! Shut the fuck up! He'll put anything. He'll. Why would he want his rooster? Jesus fucking Christ. Plowboy Frazier. Or Uncle Elmer. Good God. What a load of shit. I think even Lance was just like, what the fuck is this talking about? of time. Championship match. Bit unusual. Usually it's uh, one fall 30, one fall 60 minute uh, time limit. But this one, expiration of time, which means we might have one fall. We might have three or four. Just depends on uh, how much time we have. And uh, that's the way it's going to be. Expiration of time. Southern Tag Team belts are on the line. Champions climbing into the ring right now on the left of the screen. We are awaiting the appearance of the challengers for the belts. And here comes referee Jerry Calhoun. And here comes Steve Kern, Roy Rogers, and we are just about ready to get underway with an AWA Southern Tag Team title match. And Roy Rogers, Steve Kern, not going to the ring, they're coming over this way. Oh, okay, I was over two, I guess. with uh, referee see. Jerry Calhoun. It is expiration of time as we said it's right. not just a one fall uh, situation roy rogers steve kern first roy i wanted to uh uh wanted to ask about your health in there the last time we saw you uh boy you had undergone some rough treatment in there how you doing you must be in pretty good shape now yeah i'm doing better lance uh this past week i've been working on my shoulder and everything you know uh 
Kevin jumped off the top rope last week and hit my bad shoulder, shoulder I had operated on before. And I'd just like to show you last week. Yeah, when he came off the rope, boy, he, he caught you right hit, with that knee in there. He hit it right there, you know, on the collarbone, Lance. And it, it, Good it, might. Is that is that okay? Now? Well, it's, it's, you know, it's loose, Lance, and I'm working with it, trying to get it, you know, back in shape and everything. But I think it's going to be all right. I think Okay. Well, I'm delighted to see uh, you guys get the opportunity to challenge. And you understand, Steve, this is going to be also a factor will be stamina. Plenty of time to go. Expiration of time. Could be one fall, could be 12 falls in there. Well, you know, Lance, a lot of guys come out here and want to have an easy match on TV, but Roy's a young, determined wrestler, you know, and I'm, I got a little bit more time, a little more experience than him, and I'm going to be in there helping him all I can, but I got a lot of confidence in Roy. I think that old Roy's going to come out there and we're going to have a match with these men, and they're not going to forget. Okay, Steve, good luck to you. Good luck to you, Roy. I'm glad the shoulder is better in there, although I'll uh, tell you the truth, it didn't look too much better to me. That dog on shoulder bone, man, and a clavicle is just loose. It looks like, oh, well. Anyhow, okay, Dave. All right. It is expiration of time. Belts on the line. The challengers total 442 pounds from Nashville, Tennessee, Roy Rogers, and from Tampa, Florida, Steve Kern. And the champions total weight 460 pounds with their manager, Jimmy Hart. From Memphis, Tennessee, Wayne Ferris, and from Boston, Massachusetts, Kevin Sullivan. Match for the expiration of time. We are here, ladies and gentlemen, main event, exploration of time, AWA Southern Tag Team title title match. The champions, Wayne Ferris and Kevin Sullivan, managed by Jimmy Hart, going against the challengers, Roy Rogers, Steve Kern. This is a exploration of time match, as Lance and Dave have reminded us. It's not just the one fall, so we might get one fall, we might get 12. We have 19 minutes left of the episode. Steve Kerr and Kevin Sullivan starting up for their teams. Both men calling over a type. This is going to be fast paced with these two gentlemen in here. Steve Kern has been here now. This is Steve Kern's third week. He is a, a very good wrestler, very good amateur style as well. We have seen black trunks, black boots. Going against Kevin Sullivan, black and yellow trunks, red boots. Calling over a type again. Headlock by Sullivan. Wrenching it in. The Boston bad boy is jacked. He is pumped. He is not the Kevin Sullivan that we would know in the mid to late 90s. But he is still the Kevin Sullivan that we know and love. Both men crisscross now. Crisscross. Drop down by Sullivan. Leap over by Keith Kern. Oh, lovely. Holy moly. Steve. <laughs> Kevin Sullivan went to leapfrog Steve Kern. Steve Kern just stopped right in front of him and... Boom! Smashed him in the face with a beautiful forearm. Something that the likes of Chris Hero and Claudio Castagnoli would be proud of today. Yeah. Kevin Sullivan immediately rolled outside, being consoled by Jimmy Hart. Jerry Calhoun in a lovely brown ensemble, putting the count on Kevin Sullivan. Sullivan now back in tags in Wade Ferris. Wayne Ferris wearing black tights with white hearts on them and white boots. Steve Kern in the corner just having a conflab Rogers. Discussing what they're going to do. Kern and Ferris now circling. Conover type. Headlock by Kern. Push off by Ferris. Leapfrog by Kern. 
Boom! Big forearm again. Right to the chin of Wayne Ferris. That forearm is lethal. Whether it be standing or flying a la Tito Santana. Wayne Ferris now back up. Checking that chin. Colin Uber type. Headlock by Kern. Cinching it in. Push off by Ferris. Crisscross now by both men. Steve Kern has tagged in Roy Rogers. Whee! And Roy Rogers slams Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris was still crisscrossing while Steve Kern tagged in Roy Rogers. Kevin Sullivan came in to complain about the body slam and he got one for his own pleasure. Roy Rogers with a, a deuce of body slams to the champions. The challenger's fully in control here in his exploration of time match. Roy Rogers, red trunks, white boots. Wayne Ferris now back in the ring. Ferris and Rogers circling. Ferris is not happy. Colin over type. Ferris pushes him into the corner. Both men exchanging right hands. Roy Rogers with the better. Ferris tags in Sullivan. Sullivan now in. Colin Uber type. Oh, big right hand. Flurry of right hands there by Rogers on Sullivan. Gets him in the corner, whips him into the opposite corner. Oh, chest first into the top turnbuckle. Roy Rogers now, headlock with Sullivan. Tags in Steve Kern. Kern with the headlock on Sullivan. Oh, Sullivan threw Kern into the top turnbuckle. Irish whip. Monkey flip. Out of the corner by Steve Kern. Beautiful monkey flip there. Goes for the cover. One, two. Kick out by Sullivan. Just. Sullivan rolls to the outside. Tags in Wayne Ferris. Drink bud. King of beers. Both men now circling. Wayne Ferris. Colin over top. Steve Kern with the arm ringer. Hammerlock. Hamlock in it with schoolboy. One. Slow count there by Calhoun. Rich in lock now by Steve Kern. Showing off some of that amateur background I believe he has. If he hasn't then he's he's learnt very well because some of the amateur stuff that he was doing last week um, with uh, Chick Donovan in the ring was just like just so fluid and everything. Still got that front face lock on. Backwards with the upper arm. 
Wayne first now in control following that back elbow to escape the hammerlock. Now whips Rogers into the ropes. Bag back elbow by Ferris. Roy Rogers now holding that shoulder. I think he may have hurt that shoulder somewhere along the line. Tag into Sullivan. Sullivan is going to see that and he is going to attack that shoulder, which he is doing. Sullivan wailing away on the arm and the shoulder. Sullivan is a tenacious son of a gun. Roy Rogers now trying to fight. Drop two hold by Sullivan. Tag into Ferris. Oh, that completely fucking missed. <laughs> Wayne Ferris went for a uh, jumping elbow, but he completely missed. But he's now up and he's got a hammerlock on Roy Rogers. Wrenching that in. Rogers is in a lot of pain here with that shoulder. Trying to get the tag. Trying to get the tag still, but he can't quite reach. Crowder now behind him. Go Roy, go. Roy Rogers now. Sorry, Wayne first turns Rogers so he's facing his corner. Tag to Sullivan. Sullivan now in, continues to work over that shoulder. Hammerlock. Oh, lovely hammerlock. Hammerlock power slam. Knees now to the shoulder. Boots. Stumps. Roy Rogers trying to escape, but he can't. Oh, big right hand by Sully. Roy Rogers fighting for his life, fighting for his career, fighting for the shoulder. Roy Rogers attacking the knees of Kevin Sullivan. He's trying to escape, he's trying to escape. No, oh, fingertips away from the tag. Kevin Sullivan pulled the hair. Tags in Wayne Ferris now, who kicks the armpit. Oh, which is only going to give more paint to that shoulder. Wayne Ferris now working again on that hammerlock. These two tag team champions are vicious men. They see an injury. They look bloodhounds. They smell out an injury and they just continue to work and grind on that injury. There's going to become a point where Roy Rogers needs to either submit or tag to fight another day. Oh, kick to the shoulder. And again, Roy Rogers trying to get up, trying to get that tag. Sullivan tags in. Sullivan now in. Again, working on that upper arm and shoulder area. Whips Roy Rogers into the ropes. Goes for a hip toss, but Roy Rogers reverses. Roy Rogers needs that tag. Has he got the tag? Not quite. You can't quite see from this camera angle. But he hasn't. Kevin Sullivan grabbed the foot, pulled him into his corner. Tags in Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris now bigger hand to the head. Gets Roy Rogers. Hammers him again. Open fist, I believe. Roy Rogers. Oh no, no, is it? No, no, quite. You can't quite see because the camera isn't moving. I think Steve Kern just hit Roy, uh, Wayne Ferris. We've got our first fall. We've got our first fall. Roy Rogers and Steve Kern have just won the first fall of this exploration of time match. You couldn't quite see it because Kevin Sullivan was in the way of the camera, but. Roy Rogers threw Wayne Ferris into the ropes. Steve Kern hit Roy Rogers from behind, allowing Roy Rogers to get the schoolboy pin or the small package pin for the first fall of this exploration of time AWA Southern Tag Team title match. Woo, daddy. The camera was not quite in the right angle. Not like nowadays where there's cameras in ring posts, cameras in 
everything. I'm surprised there's not a camera up the bum. But that's, uh, that's something else, if you know what I mean. People in here were questioning that Steve wasn't the legal man in. But I'm going to tell you, when you go against guys like Sullivan and Ferris, they don't hesitate to do it. Brother, you better be ready to get tough with them or get out of the business. And human nature comes into it. You've watched your partner being beaten. They're trying to hurt his shoulder there for a couple or three minutes in the match, and it's just the instinct takes over, and when he, he had the chance, he, he took it. We saw earlier in the match the kind of power that that Kern has in that forearm. Boy, he put Sullivan right out here on the floor deck Wayne Ferris in there and he really nailed him and I'll say this this is a question of maturity Roy Rogers didn't wait man he cradled him right up in there and got that one two three on it first ball it's a leg up they can't take it away from him by golly we're going to be back plenty of time for action we'll be back to the championship match in just a moment This week is Converse Footwear Week at Ally. Purchase a pair of Converse shoes and receive a free pair of Converse tube socks, a $3.50 value. See the full line of Converse footwear for running, tennis, and basketball, and get your free tube socks with the purchase of a pair of Converse shoes this week from Ally. Get the good good. Second ball action coming up. Just a quick one here. Um, to me, nothing says Southern America than chewing tobacco. Um, and that's the second advert we've had today for chewing tobacco. Also, there's an advert there for Miller Lite. Quick story. Uh, back in the day, they, they don't do it so much in this country because since since 9-11, they don't do it. Before 9-11, uh, here in Norfolk, we've got two US military bases. We had more. We've got RAF Mildenhall, RAF Lakenheath. RAF Lakenheath used to do an air show every year. Um, myself, my grandfather, my father went. I must have been about nine or ten. We went. We got in. The first thing that was offered to us was Miller Light or Miller Beer. Um, and even I was offered one. So uh, the uh, grandfather and father went through. Um, 
the geezer went, um, do you want a beer? No, it's Miller, it's Miller time. Do you want a beer? And they were like, oh, no, thank you. And the, the, the bloke turned around and went, what about the boy? And they were like, no, he's uh, he's like nine, so um, he won't. It's fine. But uh, uh, that story has stuck with me. I'm now 35, come on, 36, and that story has stuck with me forever. Like, like, did the boy want a Miller? It's just like, no, he's nine. But uh, yeah, it's since 9-11, we don't have that many um, American air shows anymore. But you, you'd see like the Harriers, the Typhoons, you know, all the American jets and everything. It was good fun. We still have one now around further down the coast um old buckingham air show and they have a lot of they do it once a year they have a lot of old timey um british and american um fighter planes and jets and all that kind of thing if you're into that kind of thing it's interesting if you're not it's quite boring but um you know story time the southern tag team titles are on the line Roy rogers and steve kern one fall up on the current champions kevin sullivan and wayne ferris and referee Jerry Calhoun is there. We are ready to go. So we are back second fall of this exploration of time match. Roy Rogers and Steve Kern are winning one fall to nil. They are currently they are currently the uh, AWA Southern Tag Team title holders. Roy Rogers now working over the arm of Wayne Ferris. Retribution uh, payback is a bitch, as they say. Roy Rogers. Ringing the arm now. Steve Kern on the outside helping. Oh, drops the arm over the top rope. Roy Rogers, full arm dragon twist. Tags in Kern. The future alligator man. Rings the arm of Wayne Ferris now. Lovely hammerlock takedown. Oh, knee of the arm by Steve Kern. Ringing that arm, ringing that arm, ringing that arm. He's trying to take that arm back home to Florida with him. Forget the title, he wants the arm of Wayne Ferris. Wayne Ferris, sorry, uh, Wayne Ferris is in the wrong part of town. Steve Kern tags in Roy Rogers. Roy Rogers continuing the work on the arm. Arm, arm, arm. Oh, right hand by Wayne Ferris. And again. Ringer by Rogers. Roy Rogers has his back to several Kevin Sullivan. But Roy, Wayne Ferris tags in Kevin Sullivan now. Kevin Sullivan now in now. He has his arm wrung by Roy Rogers, but with a right hand and a head to the turnbuckle, he breaks free. Roy Rogers now battling back, grabbing that arm again. Sullivan now throws Roy Rogers, oh, head first into the knee of Wayne Ferris. Holy moly. I think Roy Rogers might be out of it a little bit. He got thrown straight into the knee of Wayne Ferris, but he's managed to grab a headlock now on Ferris. Ferris with a push off knee to the back by Sullivan on the outside. Which I rate Steve Kern. Steve Kern comes running into the ring and hits Sullivan with a forearm. Backbreaker by Wayne Ferris on Roy Rogers. Kevin Sullivan up to the top. Oh, devastating knee by Kevin Sullivan. Ref didn't see it. Two, three. The equalising fall goes to Sullivan and Ferris. One fall apiece. In theory, the champions have regained their title because the titles cannot change on a draw. Dead even that's right and, and that's a whole lot better than being one fall down so that first fall 
right now has even more significance than the fact that uh, Sullivan and Ferris were able to get the second ball win rather hurriedly. Don't forget, we got plenty of action. We're going to be to it in just a moment. Channel 3's championship wrestling action continues in just a moment. Couple of announcements. One next week, for one week only because of the great Wimbledon coverage on Channel 3, our championship wrestling action will be on Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. So you don't want to miss all the rough and tough action. Sunday, 1 to 2 p.m. next week. Also, Thursday night, July 2nd, Central City, Kentucky, Muhlenberg County Fair. Big action there. Make your plans on being there. Now, I want to talk again about Tuesday night right in the Louisville Gardens and particularly about that eight-man match. It'll have Lawler, the Dream, Dundee, and the Dutchman going against Sullivan, Ferris, and the Nightmares with... Better known as the First Family. With yes, the better known as the First Jimmy Family. Hart. I, Charlie I understand. Okay. With the winner of that eight-man match getting his dream to come true immediately following the eight-man. Going to be some when kind they of showed strike. us that piece of paper Lance Russell to sign that contract, we jumped at the chance because we knew we could get all of them rats together in one little pile and they couldn't run from us anymore. Besides that, we'd get our dream come true, right. Max. Right. <laughs> right. And you know who I want. Yeah, I know who you want. But the eight-man match is the no time, no disqualification, so there won't be anything thrown out. There won't be any stopping it. It'll be a winner right in there. Well, let me tell you this, Mr. Russell. The other team that we're facing, the typical Southerners, you know, every time we've gone to Louisville, we've beat them back to the door. They've gone back and cried. I don't understand. These boys either shot them brains or got an awful lot of guts because we'll whip them every way we can possibly whip them. So in, when we come to Louisville, it's going to be a typical northern match against the Southerners. You know what happened to Grant? He took Richmond. And we're going to come up there, and we're going to take Louisville, and we're going to get rid, just like Wayne said, we're going to get rid of all the rats in one shot, and we're going to get our dream afterwards. Jimbo, you know what happened the last time we had a dream? I'm ready. <laughs> Tell you one thing, there will be a similarity with war involved, because that's exactly what's going to happen right from that eight-man to the dream match. It's happening. I'm Sorry about a miscalculation of time. There was a third fall in this championship match, uh, but it ran through the expiration, so the result was the same. But on our miscalculation, we can get a chance to show it to the folks. Exactly. It was about 11 or 12 minute fall, and uh, time did run out. It was a draw, so the uh, result is the same. A draw. Time is out for Dave Brown. This is Lance Russell. Hoping you can join us next week. Championship Wrestling. Till then, bye-bye, everybody. So we did get a third fall, but there was just no time for it. So, um, sorry, there was there was a third fall, but the time ran out, and then there was no time to show it. So that's what happened. So the match ended in a draw, and the champions still are Steve Kern and Wayne Ferris. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening. This has been the twenty. Hello. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 62 of the UK's number one and only a Memphis Wrestling Related Podcast. We have just covered the 27th of June, 1981. Next week, we are covering the week, I'm going to say the weekend of the 4th of July. We, um, Moy says the 4th of July, but Lance is obviously saying the 5th. Um, so, without further ado, thank you very much for listening. Please do not forget to follow us on 
Twitter and Instagram at MemphisCast. Do not forget to subscribe to us on all your good podcast suppliers. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much to the fine folks of Memphis. Thank you very much to Lance Russell and Dave Brown. And until next week. When it's spring again, I'll bring again tulips from Amsterdam. With a heart that's true, I'll give to you tulips from Amsterdam. I can't wait until the day you fill these eager arms of mine. Like the windmill keeps on turning, that's how my heart keeps on yearning for the day I know we can share these tulips from Amsterdam. Like the wind keeps on turning That's how my heart keeps on yearning For the day I know we can Share these tulips from Amsterdam Share these tulips from Amsterdam